Anyway, that's why they call me Lady Marmaladas. Hello everyone, welcome to Podquisition. My name is Jim Sterling and I'm joined by Laura Kate. Hello. Hello, it's the Sleepy Cast today. Uh, one of us is having a bit of a sleepy moment and as such we're all just going to take it a bit slow today. Yeah, like someone on the Jim Sterling subreddit said, Jim sounds a lot slower these days, like he's slurred, like he's drunk. Um, I'm not drunk, and I'm I'm slower than normal today a bit because I had a bit of a, um, well, if you're a regular listener, you know what my back's been like, and it was a, it was a lovely sciatica day today, so I went to ER and they gave me because of the crackdown on things that are actually useful for pain. Uh, They just prescribed me something that makes me incredibly slow and wanting to go to sleep. Um, Does very little for the actual pain. So I'm just... I'm basically just shit. I've heard that sciatica is extremely nasty. Uh, Mm. You don't want it. I, uh, I mean, I told them at the... At the hospital, I said, look, you got two choices. Prescribe something to me or shoot me. Because, I mean, honestly, like, the sciatica got down to my knee today. That's bad. But I know what happens when it starts traveling down to the knee and starts to head towards the ankle. And when it's towards the ankle, you are begging for death. Oh, what is it? Is it, ner- is it nerves? Is that what it is? Is it inflamed yes. nerves? Yes, or... basically. And I've always had uh, an issue with my back ever since I was a kid. Um, obviously, yes, listeners, being fat doesn't help. Um, but I've always had uh, basically a slip disc waiting to happen hmm. ever since ever since I was a teenager, and it ruptured to the point where I've. I've never seen the MRI scan, but I can hear doctors wincing on the phone when they talk mm. about it. Um, so apparently just a significant rupture is in my spine. What exactly um, does that mean? Does that mean a disc slipped <coughs> out of place or um, or like can, got squished downwards or something? There or is, is it... like a whole bunch of jelly and shit in between the bones. Yeah. And that's the stuff I think that that when you get a hernia and a rupture, that's what bulges out, um, and it'll press on nerves, and that's where the pain comes from. Um, so you end up with pain shooting down your leg when the um, when the bulge, the hernia in your back, when it is large enough to press against the sciatic nerve, <laughs> which runs from your back all the way down your leg. And yeah, it is. It's not. It's not gallbladder pain bad, um, but it. It takes a lot to make me cry in terms of pain, and I don't say that yeah. to show to show off. I just have this, you know, ludicrously high um, drug and pain threshold. Um, my body just doesn't register it the way it does with a lot of other people. I mean the. The back issues I've had, I've seen people with the same issues, unable to walk and, and just only able to, to lie down and cry. It's a miracle I get about. It's mm. just sheer tolerance and willpower that I get. I, I walk. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the main cause is this thing bulges out and, and starts pressing different nerves and, and causing Christ. pain. Um, I'm getting more injections and stuff. Um I I I've got some decent like a little bit from from a prescription of decent painkillers. Uh but such is the the nature of the climate at the moment. They're in a special place for Saturday <laughs> so that I can walk. Um I've just got the last of some, you know, actual effective painkillers just just waiting for Saturday so that I can walk. Um for those of you thinking I'm being very silly getting into the wrestling business, um, <laughs> right now I just need to walk and that's what I'm saving stuff for because I can't 
just because of how so, ludicrous they look. No so one, for... no one is body slamming you on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> on set on this Saturday, there won't be. There, there will be fun. There will be fun and frolics galore. You never know. And it I might. It might snap something back into place by accident. I mean, you never know. It could be uh, the the trash can from that Simpsons episode when he's a chiropractor. <laughs> like smacking an old radio to make it work. I mean, honestly, I've sometimes wondered if I just get pushed. If I just get pushed over onto like a a safety railing or something, like will it just snap something back? Um, by the so way, for... I didn't officially say hello oh, to yeah. Gavin. I was I was um, thinking that I was gonna wait until we've done the pain chat, and I was gonna go and hello, Gavin. Ah, uh, hi. Just gonna that? say, um, um, so for us and for the listeners, how do we avoid this? Because it sounds really scary. Is it a is it something that's like posture or? Lift with your knees. Lift with your knees. Yeah. I mean, like I said, my back ever since childhood was a ticking time bomb. Yeah. Um, that's just the way it is. Um, I, I, I had physiotherapy when I was 17, and they said, mm. you've got a weird back, <laughs> basically. Mm. It's an odd spine that is just waiting for problems. Mm. Uh, which, again, you but know, back, it doesn't help. Um, back pain is just like everything. in... In in any regard, like even even if when you've muscle pain in your lower back, it's fucking horrible. So I can't it's, imagine what it's like to actually have the nerves all fucked up. Bro. Yeah, I mean it's it's basically like a keystone in a bridge. Yeah. You take that out, and the whole thing's fucked. Yeah, it's it is incredible what you need your back to do, and it's basically everything. Yeah, uh, and it's not until you essentially have the back taken away from you that you realise you need it for pretty much everything. If, if you learn nothing else from today's episode of Podquisition, backs, they're pretty useful. They're you pretty have fucking one. important. If, you, if you've got the choice, have one. Yeah. Um, have all yeah. of them. And especially if you do have a ticking time bomb of a back, don't think you can lug around heavy things and not bother lifting them properly. That was basically it. It was a couple of years ago cleaning out the office. Um, mm. I the remember you doing. Off. I remember you doing that. Yeah. So that was that. But obviously, we've had treatments. It's gone away over time. There's been periods, months, where it's it's receded the rupture, but it basically flares up again, and whatever weak source bullshit they gave me today all it's done is make it sound like i've gotten incredibly drunk before i hit record but i can t- i can tell you right now mentally in inside of my skull i'm fully <laughs> lucid like 100 percent as reg but you just want to have a sound you sound like terrible. you want to have a sleep i really would like to have a little sleepy but we'll, I mean, we we'll get through it quickly games. then yeah, this th- today's episode might not be an hour long, and if if you mm. need to go at any point, Jim, it, this might be the the uh, Laura and Gavin cast for a bit, but we'll 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 do a show of some kind. Uh, is, yeah, we'll is, see how it goes. Is, I is mean, it... oh yeah, go on. I was just gonna say, like we were talking about potentially cancelling it this week, but I'd I'd feel bad if we did that. Um, I don't, you know, I I have that never miss a Monday thing for the gym position, but I mean we've. We've never really missed a week of this, and it it would be nice to keep that going. I I get you. I I've been in those kind of rhythms where I've not wanted to miss a show because I'm in a good rhythm with it. But equally, like, also don't don't die for podquisition. That's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. um, of all the things to die for. <laughs> but is it is it worth us starting with what you've been playing this week, Jim? Just so that we got it out the way, ready in case you need to go. Ah. Uh... Yeah, you've been Warframe. you've been playing all the Warframe. Like I asked you what you played this week, and it was just Warframe all day, every day. Warframe, baby, was I think your words. I've been lo- yes. looting and a shooting and a looting. I mean, that's basically it. I mean, if you want to play Destiny for free, um, but like better. Yeah, with Warframe's your super gotcha. on all the time. With your super on all the time, just a badass ninja with guns. And not just a regular old ninja. Like now, like I, I first played Warframe um, back when I first got a PS4 because they made a big deal about it being one of the, the first big free-to-play games on the PS4. So I'm like, all right, I'll check this shit out. Mm-hmm. And I was always interested in Warframe because 
of how it was first uh, announced as Dark Sector for the mm. PS3. And the trailer featured a character who looked exactly like the most recognisable uh, uh, player character from Warframe. Um, and Dark Sector eventually became a really bland third-person um, shooter, I guess. It had guns, but most of it was about this... Um, I think they called it a glaive, um, which incidentally is a weapon in Warframe. Um, and it's not really a glaive. It's, it's you know, it's, it's the glaive that you see in... Um, Oh, what's that movie mm. with uh, um, the guy turns into a tiger and it crawl? Yes, yeah, it's yes. basically the, the, the Krull's idea of what a glaive is. Um, and Dark Sector was all about throwing that and just slow motion controlling it um, with some really mediocre Me Too Resident Evil 4 style third person shooting. Um then that disappeared for a long time, and that was Dark Sector, and then suddenly they announced Warframe with the same-looking shit from that original tech demo that was called Dark Sector, and it's a completely different thing. Um, so I try it in, I guess it was 2013, and didn't really think much of it. It was bland, the combat didn't feel all that involving, um, and, and there wasn't just there wasn't a lot to it. Fast forward to now... Uh, the game suddenly gets a lot more attention in 2017, uh, and obviously as I talk more and more about monetization in video games and free-to-play versus uh, what I call fee-to-pay, where you pay 60 bucks and then get a freemium model within it, um, this is a fascinating example. A lot of people are saying you should check out Warframe, they're an example of how to do this right alongside Path of Exile. Uh, so I went back to it, oh my god, the transformation since 2013... It is, it's really good now. It's repetitive, but in the same way Dynasty Warriors is, where it kind of doesn't matter, because hmm. the idea is just, let's jump in, kill a load of stuff, and get more powerful. So, and they nailed the acquisition of power really nicely as, within the base game. As someone that played it years ago when it first came out and hasn't really jumped back into it in the modern day, what are the big things that have changed that jumped out to you and made it feel like such a different experience? Um, well, the combat feels a lot more in... Like, before it felt a little alienated and disconnected. Um, it didn't really feel like the combat had drawn the player in. It felt a little too action figures bashing together. Now, combat is tight as hell. Um, movement and getting through a level and stopping to fight and, and dashing and turning it into a melee attack... There's the just move this wonderful fluidity to it. The movement in it is fantastic. The way you can like sprint and slide along the floor and go from that slide into a forward dive. Yes. All while shooting. <laughs> yeah, like it took me a little while because I wasn't, I didn't really know exactly how versatile it is. But it's, once you play it's it for not a while, the, you're like, holy shit. It's not the easiest maneuver to pull off that, is it? You, it takes you a while to get your muscle memory to uh, naturally it's do it. <laughs> yeah, it's an unusual way they've done it because, yeah. you know, you're pressing the, the left stick to sprint, then uh, pressing L1, I think, to do the the dash, then yeah. X to jump. And, of course, you've got... You can hit L, um, the left trigger at that point, to glide in the air yeah. uh, and still shoot while gliding. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's a little it's a little finicky, but, but it takes only a few goes, and then suddenly... You do start to memorise it, yeah. Yeah. You, you first start playing with, like, co-op players wondering, how the fuck did they get over there so quick? And then you start doing it and outpacing other players and thinking, ah-ha-ha-ha, I'm, I'm the best player at Warframe. Um, that was one immediate thing, is just the fluidity of it and the 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 fact that combat is more immersive and mm. uh, uh, Jim, were, were, were you playing the... Um the open world a part of it or were you playing the the more linear uh right now i'm on the linear track i'm going yeah. through a lot of the story stuff mm. um because there there are a lot of systems in this game a lot of systems yeah there's a actually that that is one criticism i would have at the game it didn't have a very good tutorial yeah uh, i had, I found I had it no best. idea what i was doing for a lot of it I found it best to just play it as if it were a regular co-op shooter. Yeah. And just naturally let yourself 
like introduce mm. yourself to the other concepts. Like I played it for a, a fair while before I started properly messing around with mods, um, which you can slot onto your characters to give them upgrades. You know yeah. various stuff. You know change a weapon's damage to you know toxic or cold or heat or whatever. Uh, or you know just add damage or shield recharge all that kind of stuff um so i'm finally getting into that side of it um i'm breeding an egg for an alien dog um i've started doing missions to crack open the relics that i have like there's loads of stuff but you can just play it as a co-op third person shooter uh which is one of the things it does right there Warframe is fascinating because it's not this paragon of virtue that it's painted out to be. Um, there are loot boxy style elements in their marketplace. It's not overt, but they're there. Um, mm. There are some very obvious psychological tricks that I've picked up after years of uh, playing these sorts of games that I can see blatantly. Um, but I have spent money on the game, and in the same way... Um, I felt about any free-to-play game I've spent additional money on. It's because I've been having so much fun with it mm. as a base game that I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, take some cash. That, that I, is... I want that jester-looking Warframe right now. I'll take <laughs> it right now, thanks. That is exactly how I felt about the money I spent in Pokemon Go, was just this. If the base game feels like it's giving you enough that you're having fun and you want to reward it, then yeah, I don't mind spending yeah. in a free-to-play game like that. That's it. I've always said that the best... Uh, if you want to do microtransactions... For, first of all, if you want a free-to-play economy, make a free-to-play fucking game. And if you're going to do this sort of microtransaction monetization. Make people feel, make people want to pay you, not feel like they need to pay you to have mm. fun. All of this fucking, you know, games that I call free to wait, like Dungeon Keeper Mobile, where it's like 24 hours before you can play again. And yeah. again, there are some elements of that to Warframe. Um, it gets away with it in that it's not all there is to Warframe. But, you know, if you want to build a gun rather than spend precious platinum to buy one, you can construct one if you get the blueprint. Uh, but it could take like 12 hours to build unless you spend some platinum to speed it up. And that's bullshit. It is, you know. Um, but, again, all of the cosmetic DLC is fine. Um, the amount of Warframes you can pick from now is just great. And they're all just wild. Um, I've got a couple of ones. Uh, Octavia is a particular Warframe. But they're basically... the. the, the the, the power armor you wear, uh, your character. Um, Octavia uh, creates music that damages enemies, uh, and, and it creates like a field of, like an area of effect, and any enemies in it are sort of bashed by the beat of the music. And you can summon like a glitter ball that the enemies will chase around. <laughs> um, and there's, uh, what else is there? Another well, I, I, I know a... which Warframe I'll be using then. <laughs> there is a quest, I've not reached it yet but there is a quest that unlocks something that um, lets you customise the music uh, oh, and I believe there's a social element where people are able to uh, put up the, their own tunes oh, It's my, I'm crossing my fingers that by the time I get there uh, someone's already done a Jimquisition or Stardust something <gasps> oh. uh, because that would just be, if I could do like Stardust's theme um <laughs> Especially because because it's me, most of my characters are all purple and pink anyway. Um, but yeah, tons of different characters. There's Octavia. Uh, the one I'm playing with at the moment is Mimic, which sort of looks a bit like a Harlequin, and uh, it cre creates duplicates of itself and creates dazzling jewels in the area, which enemies are like find irresistible, so they go near them, then it blows up in their face and blinds them. Um, that one's an interesting one. Uh, and there's just lots of them. Some of them are pure damage. Uh, there's a Warframe, uh, an early one I got, because that's the kind of character I like that does healing. Uh, although in the early game, it was kind of a bit useless, so I haven't gone back to it, because there's just not a lot of opportunity for healing right now. Hmm. But I'm starting to hit missions where it's getting, getting a little more tricky, and I could see that uh, Trinity, that Warframe, 
I can see myself cycling that into my rotational. I'm picky. So mm. I got a couple of Warframes rather than find one and stick to it and I tend to cycle. I got the poisony one as well. Oh. That one's interesting because you poison one enemy and if you shoot the spores on that enemy, it'll spread to the <gasps> other enemies. So you can create oh. a, a, a minor epidemic. <laughs> um, that sounds like a really fun implementation of poisoning. Yeah, well, the synergies with... Uh, the character's abilities are really nice. Um, the only issue is they're reliant on the enemy dropping energy for you to collect to use the skills. But if you mm. can, if you can build up the energy to use all four of the skills, uh, some characters have amazing synergies. Um, for example, the poison one. If you use the, the the ability that puts spores on them, then you trigger the second ability she has, which um, makes her melee power burst spores. So mm. your melee attacks are bursting all the spores to spread the infection quicker. Um, the uh, mimic that I mentioned, um, mm. if you do her first ability, which is create duplicates of herself to confuse enemies, yeah. if you then do that other one that makes out little booby traps, the mimics will make their own weaker versions of the booby traps. <gasps> oh. So you just get more booby traps. That sounds. Um, this sounds like a really fun... like set up for a shooter i i can't yeah, think of any yeah. other shooters that have quite this level of synergy is probably the only word for it yeah yeah i think it might be the official word as well i mean octavia as well uh you drop the 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 hammer uh which is the first ability and amp is its final ability which just like makes it's such a cool visual as well it makes little towers and you can color them however you want so I made mine nice and pink. So I've just got these pink towers, like, rhythmically in a big, wide area around me, like, pounding out the floor. Mm. And amp basically amplifies your damage the louder the game is. Like, the louder <gasps> the environment is, the more damage you're doing. <laughs> so you're dropping down hammer, which is already an area of effect damage attack. You drop amp, which multiplies all the damage. So anyone in the hammer get fucked... Um, the only complaint they've had is the disco ball can send characters off and away from it. Um, and one issue is some of them are too busy chasing that rather than shooting at the middle of the hammer because that's the other thing it does. It forces enemies to attack it. And the more mm. it's attacked, the more damage it does. Uh, so the rollerball, other people have complained about it. I've not so far because I've... I've never had an issue with it. I'll drop the hammer and I'll drop the uh, the roll the resonator. I think it's called is the the basically a big disco ball that goes mm. around. I've been using them both and they seem to synergize nicely. Mm. Um, but then I don't really move too far away from my area of effect or anything. And the best bit about Octavia is the music synergizes. So you drop the hammer, which just starts off the beat. You drop the resonate, which adds to the music. You drop the... I forget what the third skill is. Um, I, I can't remember you what, drop the what third the third skill is. that, that you synergizes. Third, you, you drop the third and it adds more music to it. You drop the fourth and that completes the, the song. Oh. And then you've just got a whole, a whole tune playing while you're dealing damage. I, I love the character. It, um, it sounds really it, fascinating, and I feel bad that, like, I haven't paid any more attention to this game in the years since it came out. Yeah. Like, well, think... It's a good time to jump in now, because attention's been getting back to it because yeah. of the strides they've been making recently. I'll, I'll definitely have a look. Like, it's, it's one of those games that it feels like it's a shame that it came out when it did... Because I checked it out and then kind of just left it on the back burner. And to hear I that it's same thing, yeah. sort of improved so much, I'm like, oh, I kind of wish this had been the first time I tried it. Honestly, like, yeah, like the state it's in now is... I, I could easily recommend it to anyone as a free thing. Where it's like, you know, just, just try it for 10 minutes, see how it is. Um, and yeah, if you just partic Particularly it... if you're someone who's disillusioned with Destiny and was expecting... Oh, yes. To, and who... Someone who wanted Destiny 2 to be good and was a bit disappointed with it, I would say Warframe is your your next part of call. I would I would say so as well. I mean, there are comparisons with Destiny. They are very different games. Yeah. But they do scratch similar uh, similar itches. Mm -hmm. So again, like I I I grew disillusioned with uh, but you know Destiny 2 to the point I almost said Bunch, you might as well as <laughs> them as well uh, to the point where. It ended up on my shittiest games of the year list, despite me saying it was a great game in review. 
because it's just over the course of Bungie's updates and apologies and new updates that <laughs> fucked everything up and the greed and the lying that the game tells you. You know, it was caught lying about the XP gains and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Very disillusioned. I don't want to play it again. I, I don't trust Activision well, anymore. Well, ne- neither is wrong because Destiny is a, a really good 15-hour uh, single-player campaign game. And, or wit mates if you want, um, but it's a really shitty MMO. Yeah, yeah, basically. And they insist it's not an MMO, but it's like, but you have loads of MMO things. Mm. Um, so I always insist it's an MMO because it really pisses off people that insist it isn't. I, I, um, I would insist it's an MMO in the same way that I would insist that the Switch is a handheld. Like, I yeah. know that it's like, technically not but also like it kind of is it's not a shit yeah. it's not a shithole it's a shit house <laughs> <laughs> but yeah let's be honest about what it is it's it's a con it's a it's a great at time shooter is destiny 2 and a crap mmo mm. that tries to get out of being a crap mmo by having bunchy tell us it's not an mmo <laughs> which isn't really how things are done you can't when, just stab when they someone say in the it's street not an and MMO. say, I'm not a stabsman. When they say it's not an MMO, people go, MM, no. What, what, oh! what they want to say is, like, it has all the pros of MMOs, but none of the drawbacks. It's it's a not-MMO new thing. Yeah, and the, the, the tragedy there is it's mostly the drawbacks of MMOs and not the benefits that they took. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, um, Gab's absolutely right. Warframe, especially now, um, and there's so many Warframes to choose from, and they're all different and weird, <laughs> and they all look weird. And that's one thing that actually the game, uh, the, the Warframe, really uh, stood out to me is everything in it is weird in a good way. The designs are are odd. There's there's almost um, there's almost like a a Geiger ish vibe a little yeah, yeah. something especially They're some very, of the warframes that are a lot more biomechanical yeah there's a lot of curves and a lot of kind of like mm. tentacle dreadlocks everywhere and it's it's got a cool visual design yeah yeah and it kind of it, it all it's all cohesive and so it, mm. it it works together really nicely even even at its weirdest mm. uh some of the warframes are just like really bizarre looking and you can make them look even weirder with it's, all the various it's like, accoutrements you can purchase. It's like if the people who make dart ciders designed the Predator. <gasps> oh, that's all that sold me. That sold me. <laughs> yeah. If you're anything like me, Lauren, and I, I believe you are, especially in this regard, <laughs> a lot of your time is going to be spent going through the different Warframes, like getting anxious over which one to go for yeah and then getting anxious over what colors should it be yep. and whether or not oh, i man. should spend some precious I, you know yeah. premium platinum I love on my, giving it a new hat i love my weird helmet. unique robots and this is i can tell this is going to be a thing for me yeah, yeah I, I, I almost had an so existential crisis and... doing the colors on my warframe because <laughs> mm. they give oh, you yeah. a frankly ridiculous amount of options and <laughs> like it's not it's not like normal customization where it's like you have like you make, you know, m- normally in, in video games, they'd be like your main color is red and your secondary color then is green yeah. or something. With Warframe, you have like every single part of the suit you can. Uh, I think there were like 12 different like parts you could pick colors, colors for. Primary color, yeah. secondary color, tertiary color, accents yeah. and uh, pow- uh, power. I think are all the main ones. Uh, yeah. uh, power is nice because it there's there's a little glowy power on the character, mm. but I think the color also comes out in the in the power done. I know with Octavia, mm. I set power to pink so that when she drops hammer, a big pink circle dr- is drawn around me um, to indicate the area of effect. Yeah. So yeah, the customization is I I've spent you know as much time t- looking at the colors and just talking myself out of spending my precious platinum on you know i don't need that cape right now i just spent money on butterfly wings i it's like it's crazy if you want to you can literally have you you can there's so many options you can have basically tenno and the technicolor dream coat running around if you want (laughs) you really can i saw some someone sent me a photo of their character done up as basically a walking rainbow yeah Uh, as someone that loves building like gundam model kits and loves putting like intricately designed robots together 
Yeah. I feel like that's gonna be like a chunk of time being like, how how can I make this the most beautiful robot I've ever seen? <laughs> yeah, I mean the customization is wild. And again, as overwhelming as it can be, because you can add chest plates and arm plates and leg plates that you can colour with their own secondary and, and primary colours and everything. I mean you could totally trick out a, a Warframe. Uh, but at the same time, if if you're overwhelmed by that and don't want to fiddle with it, you can auto-select and it'll just colour it with all of the random colours available to you at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done that with a few guns when I'm, you know, I don't care as much about the guns, but I just want them to look a bit on theme. I just mash the random button until it's like, I'm like, ah, crap, 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 crap. Oh, okay, we'll keep that. Plus um, the default colours on the Warframes look really good anyway, so... Yes, they've designed those really well. And the alternate skins, which of course can also be coloured, but the default colours of the alternate skins are nice. Um, There's just a lot. And yeah, a lot of it um, requires premium currency. And that's a game that can, and I fear might be for me if I get too into it, could be very expensive. (laughs) Um, But again... I'm not buying this stuff because I feel like I need to have it to have a good time with the game. Mm. When I get into a map, you know, it it matters how I look insofar as when I drop down, I get a thrill knowing I'm the most fabulous looking player. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, you tried to look all dark and edgy, didn't you? Check out my butterfly, uh, my butterfly wings. Um, uh, while while we're on the topic of like free to play games and the things they do. Do you mind if I talk a little bit about Pokemon Go? Because they did a thing, or they're doing a thing this week that's, like, really turning me off the game. I don't think we've ever mentioned that game on the show. <laughs> no, I don't think we ever have. It's, it's... I will take a rare treat and, and talk about Pokemon it's, Go. It's the continued chronicles of Pokemon Go going from, like, my favourite thing in the world that I've played daily yeah. for a year and a half to pokemon go trying to convince me never to play it again and get really pissed off with it well what i love about that is it's basically my experience with destiny over the course of a few weeks but it's been dragged out over several years yeah yeah i'm like a year and a half into your destiny experience so here's here's the new bit of bullshit that uh, niantic have announced for pokemon go so let me just check the date it's this saturday coming up so saturday the 20th of january they are hosting something called community day which they gave players about 10 days notice for and they're like hey we're going to encourage all of the players to come together at a set time in a set location so that we can you know you can see other players and get the sense of community back that was at the launch of the game and that's a fine idea except they're tying exclusive pokemon behind these community days and they last three hours and exist in a physical location so if you are not free on that day in that three hour window to go to that physical location you can't get that pokemon was was that you i saw on twitter saying probably the game because of that yeah Yeah. i i haven't played since i wrote that i wrote that up yeah yeah end of last week i think and i've not opened the game since because it's really pissed me off um that is that is some like top tier bullshit yeah like can, it's particularly annoying because obviously the whole thing of Pokemon is gotta catch them all. The entire point is is collectionism, and as someone that is as obsessive about fulfilling collections as I am, it's really frustrating that the game would put such a tight restriction on do you want this surfing Pikachu? You have to be free on Saturday in this three-hour gap to go to one of these physical locations or you can't have it. Jesus. And I've agreed to help my parents run the lighting for a pantomime on that day. Sorry, the sound on a pantomime. I'm up in the sound and, sighting, sound and lighting yeah. desk. but Because um, you actually have a life yeah. and responsibilities and That's, stuff outside of Pokemon Go. That is the point. Is I have committed to doing sound at a show and that show is going on during that three-hour gap. So... I'll never get that surfing Pikachu that'll be gone forever after that three hours. And that's kind of made me go, you know what? Fuck this game. It doesn't respect my time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, funnily enough, I got that way about Blossom Tales. We were talking about that. I played that. I forgot all about it. I played until I got to a puzzle that was basically a a game of Simon with four uh, rocks that play tunes in a different order. And it went on so long, and I, I 
I couldn't remember it. I, I, I'm. I maybe I'm stupid. I could not remember because it went on ridiculously. Long. I did. Are you talking about the very first one of those Simon puzzles before the first? Dungeon? Oh, there are more. Oh, okay. There you're on about the later there. one. Uh, no, no, that's oh, it, no, that's what I'm saying is I just to check that like you've not come across one that I've not found. Are you talking about the very first dungeon? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, and it went on for so long, and I found it so egregious, and I figured there was something I... in there that would bother me if I didn't get it. I so I was like, you know what, fuck it. I thought that if I remember right, the most it did was you had to hit five for the final the final one. I thought it was only five. No, it was more than that. Maybe I missed the first one then I... and, and just found this one, but it was more than that. I don't know. I had. I don't remember having any trouble with the Simon thing, but I, I accept your point of like, if a game does something where it feels like it's not respecting your time, it can really turn you off it. Um, I mean, my, my main issue is all the, the stones you've got to hit. It's not like Simon. They're not color-coded. They're all the same. And they're going... You know, some of them will flash twice, and then it'll move to another one to flash, and then another one, and then another one will do it twice, and then another one, and then another one. And you do that, and then another sequence happens where they add another one. You mess it up once, and it starts from the beginning. And I I, de- I wanted to, like... I was playing it portably. I wanted to just, holding it at either side, lift my foot, lower the switch, and just put my fucking foot through it. Uh, and I was like, you know what? If I keep playing this that's... with my anger management, that's going to happen. So I just said, you that... know what? I'm uninstalling it. I, I obviously no. won't argue with your experience, but that seems so weird and alien and separate separate from the experience I had with it. I remember yeah, that I mean, puzzle being a quick I... 30 seconds and I was past it. Maybe I just can't do sign. I mean, I always thought I could. I always thought I've got a decent memory for this shit. But uh, the, the ones in that, were so egregiously long. Um, I mean, I uh, I had other people agreeing. They said uh, on Twitter, like, that because I obviously the first thing I do is tweet about it because yeah. I get annoyed. Uh, but- and I got a couple of replies that were like, "Yeah, one 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 of their issues they found with the the game overall is that when it comes to puzzles and certain gameplay elements, things drag on longer than they should." A, um, a little bit, but. N- yeah, I again, I won't disagree with your experience. It seems it sounds really odd hearing that, considering how nothing that sequence was in my head. Um, but yeah, like... I just couldn't do it. I, I, it, it got to the point where I recorded video of it on my phone, but it was still, it was like just fiddling between that and the switch. It was too. I, by by the time I was getting to that okay. ridiculous point, I was like, "Oh that's, my god, that's, just, that's fair." No, but like to finish to finish my Pokemon Go point quickly. Like, yes, yeah, they've they've done time limited stuff in the past, but usually it's at the very least multiple weeks. Like most of the raids, you have between two and four weeks to do, to get a raid done, and a raid takes five minutes to do. So it's like okay. Sure, you're requiring me to find some time, but it's you. I've got plenty of time to find a day that I can do it. Three hours on a set day, and then it's gone for good. It's just really killed my excitement for the game. Like knowing that, like, oh, that's a thing that, like, there's no trading in Pokemon Go yet, so that's a Pokemon that I just can't get now. Because I agreed, I agreed to a real life commitment. <laughs> I mean, I know that it's Niantic and not Nintendo. But they've got to be following some Nintendo playbook somewhere because that whole idea, it's like the Splatfest, like the Splatoon, not Splatfest, the Splatoon uh, t- uh, betas, basically, yeah, the yeah. demos, uh, where it's always a set time at a set period. Um, and it's just so uniquely Nintendo Ooh. that it's like, I, will, I mean, yeah. even the game Splatoon 2 has that, that wave-based mode yeah, those, that is only available at certain times of the day. Those demo network tests at least make sense because you're trying to get everyone together at the same time to make sure that you're testing network strain. But yeah, I agree that it's silly that you can't play the modes you want when you want to play them. And There's just a very Nintendo... And again, recognising this is Niantic, but um, there is something about Nintendo's attitude that uh, you work on their time. They don't work to your schedule. You schedule your Mm. life around Nintendo's (laughs) games. Nintendo's announcements, Nintendo's systems. (laughs) Uh, Gavin, you played played, uh, 
some more of Nier Automata this week, and I believe you've finished all of the main endings now? Yeah. How are you how are you feeling now that you've gotten through all of that? Um, I thought it was really good, thought it was really well done. I think it made beautiful use of the uniqueness of the medium and told mm-hmm. a story in in a way that only games can. Um, however, I did feel that they could have done it with more um, in a more concise manner. Mm. I, I, I felt the second playthrough was completely re- way too long. And, mm. and it was only after your second playthrough that the game got really, really good for me. Yeah. Because it, it's not even a second playthrough either. It's just chapter two. Yeah. But it's like it's like chapter two out of four or five. But you're like repeating chapter mm. one all over again with a different character with a, like maybe two or three moments different. Yeah. I just thought they didn't need to do that. They could have just gone... I'm, I'm sure there was a narrative reason for it, but for me, I felt they could have made it more concise. For, for but, people, like... for people who've played both, I would say that this is that is exactly the same complaint as I have about Doki Doki Literature Club, in that both of them are games that do very interesting things with being games, but hmm. they take way too long to start doing the interesting things and to be engaging, and they spend far too long repeating content you've already experienced in order to get to the good stuff someone actually nagged me to play that game this week doki doki and i googled it and looked at pictures and immediately knew i wasn't going to play it (laughs) uh it's it's a very interesting game that i think there is certainly something to be said for playing it and looking at it as a, a lesson in game design but it is very slow to get to its interesting lesson in game design. You're looking at maybe three hours of standard visual novel before things start to get interesting. Well, it, for me, it was just stylistically anime schoolgirls is just not my, they, not, they, my not my jam. Yeah. They do some stuff to subvert it, but the first three hours is just here is a visual novel with very predictable anime schoolgirl stuff. Yeah. Actually, some people did ask me this about Nier, and I would say um, if you're like me and you're generally not into anime at all, uh, Nier is certainly tolerable. It, it it has far less of the kind of what I would consider um, immersion-breaking anime tropes. Once you get used to the whole, like, yeah, okay, she's in stockings and a leotard, <laughs> it is actually, like... The story is quite well done and it's mm. voice acted quite well and and Jesus the music. Oh my goodness. I'd I'd say it's more anime aesthetic than it is anime tonally in some ways. Yes, like it's it's agreed. not it's not too much relying on anime tropes. Yeah. The tone almost feels like a Western um oh, Western game. Yeah. Like the whole like post apocalyptic thing and Yeah, the way yeah. it's the way it's done definitely does feel not how you would expect a a Japanese over the top game an action game to play its story but yeah it's well worth playing and the last few chapters were like just completely full of moments that just make you go whoa holy shit woo um mm. i play very I've... very bleak Jesus. it it is very bleak there, there was one point like, in particular the... There's one there point in one particular point... you messaged yeah. us about where being... i messaged you <laughs> to in the chat because i had just like come to the end of a certain character's arc and i was just oh my god that yeah. was dark <laughs> there, there are some moments mm-hmm. in that game uh yeah. i i finished up a, a couple of games this week i've been working through my backlog so i finished the main story of xenoblade 2 mm. and i was really satisfied with how that game ended it had a final boss that was not necessarily as challenging as i would have hoped but the way they wrapped up the narrative was very fulfilling. So that's always a good thing with a JRPG when you've sunk that much time in. The the note that it ends on is really important. And this one yeah. left me walking away feeling satisfied. Did you finish um, the last Final Fantasy game, Laura? Uh, 15. Yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah. I... What did you think? I've heard a lot of fans were upset at the ending. Did you like so... the ending? I felt like the ending was one of the weaker parts of that narrative. It yeah. didn't it didn't take away from the fact that I had enjoyed the journey to get there, but I didn't yeah. think that the ending I didn't feel like the ending justified where the story had been leading. Cool. Um 
what the other thing I did finish this week was Battle Chef, and Jim, oh, it yeah. continues to be the greatest <laughs> game. I love this game; it's amazing. I'm so glad. Uh, so the one criticism or sort of concern I had last week was that Battle Chef wouldn't be long enough. The mm. way they wrap up the plot didn't leave me feeling like it had cut off too short. I definitely was left wanting more. And the thing that's really helped me is they have daily additional content that you can get to on the main menu where it's just, here's a battle, chef battle, go. And that's been enough to like taper off my urge to play more of that game. So yeah, it's what, it took me about 10 hours to get through, I think. And yeah, that game is so much my thing. The temptation to go through, I really wanted to go through and replay it. And I'm just like, can you just up the difficulty on all the early content and let me play it again, please? <laughs> I forgot to mention, actually, I finished uh, Mario Odyssey this week as well. Oh, what did you think of that? Yeah. Oh, it's just like a masterpiece, isn't it? <laughs> it's... I mean, I, I don't feel too hyperbolic or hyperbolic, however you pronounce that yeah. word, in saying it's probably my favorite right. Mario game now. I'm somewhat. I mean, I, I absolutely yeah, agree. I, I would agree and, with you. It's just this. And, and yeah. W when I say finished, I mean I beat Bowser and then realized yeah. I'm nowhere near finished. <laughs> <laughs> that is a really. It's really nice the fe that feeling with Odyssey because there are some games where I'll go. Uh, I don't. I don't want to jump in now. But Odyssey, yeah. I was just like, no, I want more of this game. Thank you yeah. for giving me an excuse to go back to all those kingdoms. Yeah, exactly. And and when you finish it, it tells you you can now go to the dark side of the moon, which I haven't done yet. Oh, that's, you've you've not even unlocked everything yet. Then there's another kingdom after that you can unlock yeah. still. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, there's there's a lot of content to unlock still. What a fucking game, though. Uh, like every every single level has not just a new gimmick, but a whole new mechanic that they use for just the right amount of time. That you don't get bored with it. It's it's perfect Nintendo I, like open world toy box design where they mm. give you something fun to do for no longer than it is fun and then whisk you to something new that's fun to do. Yeah. The only yeah. section I wasn't too keen about was the beach level. All the kind I, of underwater stuff. But... I really loved the beach level, particularly <laughs> yeah. because of its boss fight. Oh, the boss fight was hilarious, alright. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I also got the Super Nintendo Mini, but haven't oh. had a chance to haven't had a chance to play it. Did yet, you manage so. to get one at retail price? Uh, yeah, do you know what I pre-ordered it, mm. and my pre-order came in over Christmas, and I completely forgot because <laughs> I was so busy over <laughs> Christmas. And I rang them this week and said, "Would that by any chance still be there?" And they're like, "Oh, it's actually here in our storeroom. You're in luck." <laughs> so, can't wait to try that out. Yeah, I, I, I have one. I'm just, I need a good excuse to sit down and have a mess around with it. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it's 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 now going to be the best way to do the an, the kind of annual Link to the Past replay. So. Oh, definitely. Like that, uh, as much as I wish the controller was longer still, that yeah. it does feel nice to have like a modern thing that I don't have to put a cartridge into that has that controller. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That rips your thumbs apart. <laughs> uh, we did get a little bit of news this week. Dark Souls 1 is getting remastered. Yeah. Hey! Nice. All, you... all, all listeners to the podcast just went, oh no! I know, we, there's not much to say about it. So there's there's a remaster of, of Dark Souls 1 coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Um, That's the important so, one. That's the one yeah. that makes yeah. little Jimmy's nugget juicy. Switch I'm is particularly, the one. I, yeah. uh, I'm particularly happy about this because I've had a final idea for a Dark Souls song knocking about for the last <laughs> year and a half, but I've uh -huh. just not had a good moment to put it out yeah. and actually do it. And now I have an excuse to do that. That that is good. Um, yeah. That is what we call synergy. <laughs> that, that is synergy. There there are some nice things about this for the other systems. Like okay, you can play the whole trilogy on PS4 or Xbox One now, and you can play it on PC without needing DS fix to fix some of those issues. Mm. But, well, we'll see about that. Well, okay. In theory, <laughs> yeah, remains that remains to be seen. In theory, in hope, you won't need DS fix. Um, mm. But yeah. Switch is the one that's got me excited. The. The oh. thing that somewhat has got me a little sceptical, though, is they apparently, and this was, uh, I think it was Vati Vidya I was watching, who's like a, a big Dark mm. Souls uh, YouTuber, was saying... A few of his videos, they're nice. Uh, word on the grapevine is that they haven't done any 
tweaks. Uh, I believe that which... word on the, the grapevine is from me. I, I believe oh, really? I am the word on the grapevine. <laughs> yeah, it would be a pity yeah, if they didn't kind of do anything with Lost Isolith and with like <laughs> even something as simple as maybe a, a bonfire a little bit closer to the bed of chaos so if for you, when you inevitably fail again and yeah. again. <laughs> if you give me two seconds, I will tell you everything that I know is being done in, <laughs> in that port. And this is yeah. like, I don't know of anything else happening in this port. Yeah. The lightning is be uh, the lightning. The lighting is the being lighting. rebuilt. Yes. Yeah. Uh, S effects are being rebuilt and ported from Dark Souls Three. What are S effects? Uh, I assume that is visual effects based on like when you know fire and things like that. All oh, right. Okay. Like special effects are being brought yeah. over from DS Three. I wonder is like glowy cloaks and stuff. I wonder is that. What I I honestly anything? don't know if that's included. I just know that S effects are being rebuilt. Uh, textures are being upscaled and multiplayer has been being expanded to six players and as far as I know that is all that's happening in the the port yeah right. so you I know wouldn't... it would be an awful pity if they didn't take the opportunity to just tweak one or two little things that were I agree universally with you, hated <laughs> I, I agree with you but I'm not holding my breath um yeah. both of the ports are not actually being developed by from software. One of them is being ported by a Polish studio called QLOC, and the Switch yeah. one is being ported in China. And because neither of them is being ported internally at From Software, I wouldn't expect new tweaks to the game itself other than getting it running well. Oh my god, Laura, how did we not get S effects, sound effects? Oh, sound, eff <laughs> sound effects. How I did I not? <laughs> what is See, I, when you said SFX, I thought that might have been it, but I didn't want to say no, it's stupid. I didn't want to. That must be what it is. It probably is sound effects. I'm having a really weird week. I've been doing panto rehearsals all week, and I don't know if left is up, right is down. I don't know what's up this week. Well, I didn't guess it either, and I don't have any excuse. Yeah, so. <laughs> but point. Uh, actually, there is one other thing. Uh, the mm. multiplayer is now dedicated servers rather than P2P, which is nice. Um, Alright But oh, yeah, cool. yeah I wouldn't expect any new content Or tweaks to existing content in this Unfortunately from, from Please fix the bed of chaos Please That's just That's always the moment of the game Where I feel like quitting Is the let's, bed of chaos Let's hope so But I, I'm not holding my breath it's on it It's a shame I mean yeah. You know Straightforward remasters can be good and all But then you see Some of these ones that come out Where they have put in the extra effort Yeah Like where they You know overhauled the combat in the first Uncharted when they remastered it to be more yeah. like the third one or um, what's another good example um, I know Nintendo when they've redone things like the, mm. the 3DS Zelda stuff they've done actual gameplay changes for things like Gav said stuff that is widely regarded as detrimental to the experience yeah um, you know, it really shouldn't take much effort to throw in an extra bonfire at a place where people were like, God, we really would like a bonfire here. I, I'm, but, I'm crossing my fingers you know. it's right, but we'll we'll see. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have a chance to play that game again. And even though the Switch port is 30 FPS rather than 60, the game was originally 30 FPS anyway. Like that's, that's not going to take away from my enjoyment of replaying that game on a handheld. So. Ratchet and Clank, now that was a good remaster. Oh, that was good. That mm. ra the Ratchet and Clank was good. Uh, there are other things coming to Switch. There are many things coming to Switch. Hyrule Warriors uh, coming to Switch. Hyrule Warriors, where it belongs. Yep, with all of the previous DLC and Breath of the Wild stuff as well. Is it? Yeah, I think so. So it fucking belongs. Yeah. Are there any? Here's a question. And Switch might be the console that finally gives us a few of these. And I think I've asked this before, but since then, some nice games that are good to play on a couch with a, a friend or a brother or a sister, like just games, co-op games that don't require online. I, I've said this before, I really like Snipper Clips as a gentle... I thought you were going to point yeah, that one out. That's, just a colourful, yeah. friendly co-op puzzle game where you have to yeah. cut each other into shapes to, oh, yeah. to get through puzzles. I'm trying to think of what other good ones there are now. Because I miss the days of, like, your contras and stuff where yeah. you would just hook up together and go shooting stuff, and it was awesome. Even, like, Gear Gears 4 is the last one I can think of that had a nice split-screen mode. I... 
struggle to think of one off the top of my head, and that's really depressing. Yeah, it's disappointing. Yeah. I know, I swear one of the Nintendo Direct announcements mentions uh, mentioned a game that had split screen that was being added into it. Now I can't for the life of me remember what Let it was. Let me have a quick look. Nintendo Direct mm. Mini? I don't know if it says more about me or the industry that, like, in 2018, I'm still playing Mario Kart as my um, <laughs> as my co-op game yeah. with my brother, you know? So, um, <laughs> upcoming stuff for the Switch. Kirby Star Allies is going to be nice. Uh, sorry, I clicked on GameSpot to look at a list of what was oh, in that Nintendo Direct, and oh my god, music in my ears. Uh, <laughs> right, so Kirby nice Star Allies is going to be a nice co-op one. Uh... I what um I looked at some of the co-op gameplay for Mario Odyssey and it didn't look very kind of looked weird like one of one of you is the, one of you is the hat it's not great. Mm-hmm. Mar- oh, but does Mario sad. actually get to do anything? Then? Uh, Mario Mario <laughs> does all of the the jumping and punching yeah. and things you would normally do. The hat just gets to be the hat. It's <laughs> a bit odd. Yeah, it's it's when you possess something, does the hat play the possessed creature? I haven't checked up on the Mario uh, stuff because no, I was mostly the the Mario person plays the possessed creature. Plays the possessed. So does, so... does Cappy just have to sit there when you're? Yep. Is it... oh, it's man. it's slightly more than than Mario Galaxies. Like the second person has a pointer to collect star bits. It's slightly yeah. more than that, but it's not much. It's yeah. I mean. T- Tales from Sonic 2 <laughs> should really be like as close as you should be able to get to having a redundant second place. Yeah. yeah. If you're less useful than that, don't bother. Mm. Is is this a good place for us to wrap up? I know we're a, a few minutes under an hour, but I think we're all just a little bit not quite with it today. Well, yeah, I am uh I'm dizzy from medication that isn't working, so I'm both dizzy and hurting and pissed off about both. Let's get you tucked so, into bed, Jim. Yeah. Oh, God, i got to post spin-off doctors first. Ugh. Um, but, yeah, anyway, I'm, I'm going I'm gonna to pass the fuck out. Um, Laura, how can people listen and hear and see the things you do that aren't this? Uh, you can find me at Laura K. Buzz, most places that have usernames on the internet. That's Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Laura K. Buzz on YouTube. You can also find me Monday to Friday, 9 to 5 at kotaku.co.uk. Uh, you can find me playing Dungeons & Dragons on a podcast called Dice Funk. And uh, I did the pilot of a new podcast this week with Jane Eris Magnet called Queer and Pleasant Strangers, where we talk about things that aren't video games and do comedic skits with silly voices. So <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's such a, a fucking, good podcast name. That's a fucking brilliant name. Just full marks for just how it it rolls mm. off the tongue. It's a good pun. But yeah, go <laughs> go to SoundCloud uh, slash Jane dash Eris dash Magnet, uh, and you can find Queer and Pleasant Strangers, which we have an hour long pilot. Let us know if it's any good. Uh, either that or it's on my... T- I'll probably just put it as my pinned tweet on Twitter. So go check that out. Right. So go check out Laura K. Buzz on Twitter to find out about Queer and Pleasant Strangers. And Gavin, you do music. I uh, do. When you don't do this, which means you do music a lot more than you do this. How can people find out about it? I makes the songs. And again, actually had more people over Christmas from who were Podquisition listeners who checked out my music for the first time and are always <laughs> pleasantly surprised even though I keep telling you to check it out. <laughs> like seriously, I didn't, I didn't think you'd actually be good. I wouldn't say I was if I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was shit for many years. <laughs> Gav is a supremely excellent musician and like he's not on this podcast for a joke. No. Um go check him out. Yeah. You can you can find my songs on YouTube under Miracle of Sound. You can find me on Twitter, Miracle of Sound. You can support me on Patreon. And if you are heading to my YouTube channel, there is going to be a new song there in the near future. Uh-huh. Nice. Nice. I caught both of those. I got that reference. I'm familiar <laughs> with it. Um, okay. Uh, thank you all for joining us today. Thank you all for your support. Um, thank you all for your patience. I hope I haven't been bothersomely slurry today, Jim. Slurring. Nah, um, you're a grand. I hope that's been okay. It, 
Thank um, you for enjoying the sleepy cast. Yeah, it's a nice little. Get, you should have got yourself a nice little ro- roasty fire <laughs> and settle down. Oh, it's too late now because we've finished. You know, that's so a just, really nice thought that someone that, someone out there listens to this podcast in front of their nice toasty fire and Aww. it relaxes them. I like to, yeah, like like a Hagrid like yeah. shack. How's, like, how's, how's that's how I like posing. to imagine people listening to us, not the way I do <laughs> podcasts, which is hunched over the computer, staring at Twitter at the same time. If, if you're still listening <laughs> next week, when you listen to the podcast, if you're able, put on one of those YouTube videos of a nice roaring fire and just yeah. just relax. Yeah, don't burn your house. Just relax. Then. Yeah, we should probably say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> we probably should before. Yeah. Don't set your house on fire, but do get yourself a nice little Hagrid hovel. Yeah. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.